Hello, welcome to another episode of Mid Mitten Gaming. Um, today we are going to talk about Freeblades faction highlights, specifically the bandits from DGS Games Freeblades. Uh, before that, though, uh, we're going to talk about a little bit of hobby progress. So, Jeff, uh, how's your hobby progress been going? Uh, well, since our last recording, I have uh, put together, well, kind of, their halvesies put together some stealth suits, XV-25 stealth suits. Um, I also might have bought some Africa Corps Germans on the cheap. Okay, anyway. Because I have enough, I, I don't have enough. I clearly don't have enough. Africa Corps Germans were like a project back in the day uh, when I was heavy into bolt action. That I really wanted to do it. Started them. I got three Panzer threes, which are like the mainstay of the uh, German tank force back then. So I have a platoon of Panzer threes, and I have some Pioneers and a half track and a bunch of trucks. I got all the vehicles. I have none of the infantry. Nobody to drive them. Yeah, so I guess that's hobby progress. I have enough unpainted models around here that I think I'd stop buying them. The chrome dungeon. <laughs> it's not all chrome. They're, it's gray plastic, let's be honest. I have very few metal models yeah. that I'm currently staring at. Anyway, so I got something uh, done, and yeah. that was good. Oh, uh, have you gotten anything done? <laughs> yeah, so... Uh... I have put together a wandering wizard. Um, got that assembled and primed. Got some other components for it primed. I'm excited to be painting that up per the request of our winner from our extra life drawing. Um, uh, speaking of which, uh, yeah, so Scott was a winner. Scott Gubbins, awesome guy. Um, He's now the- really quick. He's doing a Raven Blades free band, which is all mercenaries, and he wants to get the models painted by different people without any knowledge of a color scheme, right? Yes, uh, that is correct. So Scott, he requested that we paint up uh, that model for his uh, Raven Raven Blade faction. Uh, They're made up of individual mercenaries, and he just thought it'd be really cool. So I went ahead and decided to do that for him before we ship it out to him. Kind of of Uh, a friendly favor, right? Friendly favor there? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because he's a he's a great guy. We've known him for a while, and uh, I know he already has a wandering wizard or a couple, maybe. So, uh, just thought we'd do something different for him. But um, uh, but with that too, uh, if you have uh, not yet already, uh, or if you have already, um, please go and uh, share episode two and three uh, for the other two giveaways we have: the Grular starter set painted by Jeff, and then the random faction model from a random model from a faction of your choice painted by Jeff. Um, with those, though, if you've already shared them, please tag Midmint Gaming in there so that we can get the tracking and and uh, we'll be able to just track it easier that way. If you've gone to Anchor directly and copied our link, please tag Midmint Gaming's Facebook page so we can uh, give you credit for that. As well as if you um, haven't shared it yet, uh, go ahead and share it again and or share it for the first time and, and please go ahead and tag us in it because we'd love to have you guys entered in. We're doing the drawing on December 4th on Friday and uh, we're really excited about that. Um, yeah, we are. Yeah. Well, so, I guess we'll ahead. we'll just jump right into the faction highlight then. Yeah, sounds great. Cool. Well, I have so DGS has moved a lot of their stuff onto a great platform called World Anvil, and uh, so the, I'll read a little blurb about the Black Rose Bandit Free Band that they have on World Anvil, and then uh, 
Juice will go through uh, the two starter boxes for Black Thorn and Black Rose. Bandits actually have two starter boxes, which is pretty cool. And then, uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about tactics and how they play and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, Black Rose Bandits. The Black Rose Band of Thieves travel throughout Falcar and Haradel, always seeming to one step ahead of local authorities. The Black Rose is typically her own patron as she needs no encouragement to seek fortune. If she is working for a patron, it is often a noble or royal who does not want their name disclosed. The Black Rose works through multiple agents, and neither she nor her ultimate employer know that they are working in relationship. The Black Rose has developed her own network to research potential schemes and endeavors in Falcar and Haradel. She has set up her own circle of fences and merchants who can process her gains and convert these goods into the coin of the country. Rumor has it that she has acquired enough wealth to retire many times over. Those with more knowledge and experience realize she is building her own criminal organization stretching across two countries. The Black Rose rotates trusted agents out of her traveling band and into more permanent positions in certain locations to build their own groups reporting to her. And so for the Black Rose, uh, Black Rose is, her real name is Erolis, and uh, she has been leading this syndicate, and one of those people that she has sent off to establish their own uh, area, uh, and their own um, syndicate, is Okavan, her second-in-command. So she sent Okavan off to establish another one, and that's where we get the Black Thorn bandits from, because he is Black Thorn, she is Black Rose. So, Juice, what comes in the uh, Black Rose and Black Thorn starter sets? So the Black Rose starter set comes with uh, Black Rose herself. And she's uh, she's pretty sturdy. Yeah, definitely. Um, an Enchantress, one Duelist, a Chakram Headhunter, uh, one Rustler, and one Outlaw. And then the Black Thorn starter set comes with Blackthorn, one Illusionist, so different caster there, Huskarl, one Huskarl, one Bodyguard, one Thief, and one Outlaw. Uh, so since uh, you were talking about Black Rose first, um, let's talk about that faction box a little bit, Black Rose and the Enchantress. Um, yeah. What are some things you like about that? Well, first off, their story uh, really enamors me. I, I really love the story that the two of them have, so... Erolis, or Black Rose, she is, you know, leading the Thieves' Guild and stuff like that, and she has become really close friends with the Enchantress, which is uh, named Adelika. Adelika has become a really close friend and confidant. In fact, nobody is closer to Black Rose than Adelika. However, Adelika is a Moon's Priestess from the Coronan uh, faction from the moon worshippers of Corona, and she is has been sent there by her betters to spy on Rose. And so she is an undercover agent. She has a different name in the Black Rose Free Band. I can't remember what she calls herself with Rose in the story, but her real name is Adelika. And so uh, I, I really love that story. Um, 
So then, yeah, a couple of things I like. One, Black Rose, she's really solid. Uh, I play Bandits a lot. I really like their play style. Um, and so I have a lot to go in, go off here. But Rose is really solid. She rolls a d12 plus one to hit, uh, which is fantastic. It's one of the better leaders to hit. And then her damage is d8 plus one as well. Also really solid there. Um, she has parry two. Uh, which is uh, allows you to replace your defense with a Mar roll, or the D12 plus one. And then if she does get missed in combat, she can sidestep out, and she has counterattack. So she sits there, um, the person charges her, she parries the attack, and then because she parried, she just sidesteps out of the attack. And, oh, sorry, she has counterattack, so she actually gets to attack that person first. He attacks, she parries, and then she steps out of combat. They've lost combat. It's brilliant. She also has thievery, so she's really good. She can uh, sneak in there and steal uh, non-inherent items. So, like, magic items? Yeah. She can steal magic items. Which is really fun in a campaign. Jeff's done that. Yeah, yeah, I have. And then I sell those magic items back to the uh, players for gold. Yeah, it's it's terrible. Uh, so, with the Enchantress that's with her, as he said earlier, she is actually a Coronan, so she uses moon magic. Um, one of my favorite spells on her is the Enchant spell. It's been used against me many times. Uh, the solid. target model takes a Spirit 5 test. If it fails, the caster or casting player determines the only type of movement that the target model may take from so example charge hold maneuver break off any of that uh and they also charm models cannot make reactions so it can be brutal if you do it at the right at time um some of her other decent ones she's got um moon blight which is minus one dice level to their melee uh, she can enhance her own people giving them uh moon shadow target models plus two to range defense um Here's one of mine, especially uh, Jeff knows this too, but uh, summon spirit spirit warrior. So she can actually summon a spirit warrior, um, ethereal warrior, to uh, help fight that round. Um, the flavor text is, service to the Crystal Palace and Corona is often said to last in this lifetime and the next. A servant of the moons can call on these warriors at their need. So yeah. she has just uh, some amazing spells. Um, go ahead. My, I was going to say my favorite spell on her list because I really do like the Enchanter. She's actually a pretty subtle uh, spellcaster. Discoporiate, you turn the target essentially invisible. They go into the in-between, and it's a great defensive spell. But uh, th it's between that one and Vision of Koromai, which is you may add one to any friendly die roll. I've used that to turn a near miss into a hit, and I've also used that spell to turn a really solid hit, but not a critical, into a critical. Um, <laughs> much to my opponent's dismay. Yes, very much. <laughs> so she has a really solid, though subtle, she also has a heal in there, Corman's gift, she can heal. Uh, so she has a really yeah. solid, but subtle, I would say, um, toolkit. Yeah. Um, with that, too, we'll talk about the other starter models in the set there. Well, I'll so, say one other um, thing about... Uh, yeah, we're talking about Black Rose still? Yeah. Yeah, uh, the Duelist... Unless you want to hop over to Blackthorn. No, 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 we're good. The, I mean, the Duelist... So the Duelist is... Uh, we're going to... This is kind of a twofer. Uh, this is both um, Black Rose. The Duelist is a hero... 
And in Blackthorn, it's Blackthorn. So Duelist is Okavon. Uh, in Rose, she, he's a D10. In Thorn, he's a D12 to hit, but he gets two attacks. So he gets one with a longsword uh, doing a D8 and uh, one with a parry doing a D4, and it's a swift. It's a parry dagger, sorry. It's a D4 swift, so it's plus one to parry attempts, so he's pretty good at that. But his crowning achievement here is Blade Dancer. It allows him to leave combat, preventing one model he's in base-to-base -base with, or engaged with, rather, from making a reaction attack against him. So he can leave combat and do a normal move, speed seven, and enter another combat. Normally when you do a break-off like that, you can't uh, enter another combat, but Okavon can do that. He's a really solid hero. So again, somebody charges you, you just take the charge, and then you leave that combat and move around behind them and enter behind them. And now they can't turn because they moved over their normal speed. They can't turn to face you. You get around behind them, and it's sad panda for them. Yeah, and both Blackthorn and the Duelist have the Blade Dancer ability, so you can do that with both. I Myself, I uh, haven't played Bandits a whole lot, but the few times that I did in one of the last campaigns we did, Blackthorn, I just I love Blade Dancer. I never got to you use something like that before. You smoked me with him. And uh, that doesn't happen too often. Jeff's a pretty good player. So that ability right there allowed me to do some crazy maneuvering that gave me an advantage in that game particularly. Uh, since we're talking about the Blackthorn, though, we might as well talk about the Illusionist because the other heroes and um, other... Um, the other heroes and the other hench not henchmen um jeff yeah yes, the, the uh, other followers the, there yeah. we go all all the get, get games mixed up all the models in blackthorn and black rose are interchangeable with the exception of the enchantress illusionist duelist and uh and rose herself black, yeah rose and blackthorn technically yep. blackthorn's duelist but yeah yeah they're all both uh, the so same. the illusionist i'll talk about him a little bit here so um he has uh, he so he's actually um, a Mershael yep. uh, caster. He's from the race of Mershael, and, and he's a faction um, model for Mershael. So if you want to use him with that faction, as an alternate yeah. caster, yeah. Um, so he's as as said, he is illusion magic, which is a little bit different. Um, some of his spells uh, most commonly used we have illusionary blades. Uh, melee attacks by the target model cannot be parried or dodged unless the model attempting to dodge or parry passes a knowledge test 7 to, for each parry or dodge. So uh, the flavor text there says one blade suddenly becomes many. So it, it's kind of got this really cool, you know, vivid thing where this guy is attacking you and all of a sudden a bunch of blades come out. Um, another one he has is um, illusionary terrain. He can cause a 4-inch AoE in line of sight uh, that he designates it as a certain type of terrain. This is really fun in bright sword. Um, <laughs> as, uh, Jeff can attest to, um, basically you just kind of trick the enemy into thinking there's something there. That's not, maybe they have to go around it or something, even though there's nothing. Um, my, my favorite spell on his list is uncertainty. I'm, I'm playing Blackthorn right now in the current campaign that's going on. Uncertainty. It's so good. Target makes an immediate knowledge seven test, which a TN seven test in free blades is really hard to pass, even for a a uh, leader usually. So they have to make a knowledge seven test. If they fail, they can't do ranged attacks or engage you or your friends. So they can't. They can't. If they're unengaged, they can move around and do like stuff on the battlefield, but they can't fight. 
and I love that. I shut down uh, two people's models the entire game. Now it's three power, so it costs a lot of power to throw out there. But man, it was really good not having to worry about the uh, some of the models that were out there. Yeah, and the, and the flavor on that says it would appear that you have won. There's no need for further fighting. It's almost like a mind trick or something like that, where they it just is. they're like, "What's happening?" I oh, everybody's dead. That's great. We're won. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I I've come to really appreciate the illusionist, and I'm still learning his spell list, but I do really like his his list there now he's an energy caster and then the uh enchantress is uh spirit of that thanks mm -hmm. spirit yep yep so they're they're definitely on two different ends of the spectrum i would say the enchantress has uh probably more debuff and buffing spells support magic in her repertoire would you agree uh no they're pretty similar i i'd say in that so like she has a heal where the illusionist doesn't, so that's one yeah, thing. That's the biggest difference. The illusionist is actually a pretty strong debuffer. Uh, the enchantress has a little more buffing magic, but she's also essentially a debuffer. So, yeah. Now the illusionist it looks like he doesn't have too many buffing. Yeah, he does. I don't think he has any. Oh no, he does cloak and uh, cloak. Yeah. And mask. Mask gives the target the disguise talent for the turn, which is pretty good. Right. Cloak gives them a stealth mm -hmm. token, and that token will not go away until it would normally go away. So cloak is one of the few spells in free blades that lasts multiple turns. If you know you get it to do that. I, I really like the illusionist. Well, there, there's a couple it's other pretty cool sculpt. There's a couple other models uh, in these starter sets. So back to Rose. The Black Rose starter set is Black Rose Enchantress. And then comes with the Duelist. We've talked about him. The other hero in there is the Headhunter. And uh, he's a Mar D10. Uh, Falchion D8 plus 1. Which is pretty pretty solid there uh, for damage. And then he does a Defense 4, AV 4. And then here's the like Capstone. He's got 4 life points. Where most heroes only have 2. Heck, Rose only has three, and this guy's roll, strutting around with four. Now, he doesn't have any mitigation like parry, dodge, or die hard, but he does have this great thing called Furious. If he takes a, loses a life point, for every life point loss, his damage goes up one level. So, one die, yeah. One die so, level. it can be pretty brutal with four health. Uh, I've seen him get up to D14s, D16s, and it's kind of scary. <laughs> and that, the headhunter is a Chakram, and so he's a faction model for Chakram. I know some people who have been taking him as their leader, so it puts him up to five life points. Yeah, definitely. And he's a, he's definitely he's a pretty fun model. I, uh, I like him. He's unique. I remember in one tournament, um, a guy took him against me, and... Um, he basically one shot my Trazerite leader with him. My, um, um, my lead, I, he came in, I had three life points. He had four. I did a couple wounds to him, but they, like, like Jeff was saying, once that dice got up, it was just like, I could not hit him for some reason. And then, uh, even though that was just bad luck, but he hit me back though. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, we also have the Rustler in that one. Now we're moving into Followers. Followers are like uh, one life point, kind of weaker models. 
So we have the Rustler, and this is again in Black Rose. He comes with a D8 Mar, which is the highest of any followers out there. Um, you won't see anybody higher than D8, D8 Mar. And then his uh, weapon is a Broadsword D8 and a Whip D4. So he's got two attacks. Um, the Whip is Quick Strike, so it strikes a little faster. Um, and then it also can entangle people, which will tripping them up is pretty bad. Uh, also take what? Uh, go ahead. I was just saying. I also think it's kind of fun to note uh, the wrestler's scope. I think is really unique. Um, it's kind of like this middle-aged dude that's <laughs> seen it all. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of like the old guy. Yeah. And then uh, he's a defense four, armor value three. He's wearing leather, I guess. Uh, one life point, and then disc is a D six. So. Uh, but you get the two attacks with the D8 Mar for a only 12 gold. It's a fan. He's a great buy if you're running a melee heavy um, list. And then the other one is an outlaw. Now an outlaw comes in each of the starter sets, uh, both Rose and Thorn. Um, you get the male sculpt in Roses, and you get the female sculpt in Thorn. And uh, the I like the female sculpt better, but it's just me. She's a D6 Mar with a short sword D6, and then a D6 Rar, which is ranged attack rating, and does a D8 with a crossbow. Now you can only move half speed, but they have a great range with crossbows. They're again four threes and cost 11 gold. Again, great, uh, great cost for those. And then I think the only one left we have to talk about here, we have the House Carl and the Bounty Guard. Bodyguard, yep. Yeah, I didn't say that right. <laughs> bounty guard. We'll, we'll get the house car. You guards your toilet. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about the bounty hunter, which we might talk about, but house Carl. Uh, what's he got on him? So the house Carl, he is a uh, Kazarik. So as you can see, there's a theme here. They're kind of like the merry men, where they're gathering from all sorts of races and all sorts of walks of life and professions and stuff, and just kind of uh, gathering this group. You know this bandits you know ragtag uh, yep so huskarl is um d10 mar he has a war matlock a d10 this huge hammer um he's uh defense four armor six so he is probably if i believe he's the highest he armor is. in uh, bandits he is. so awesome armor three life points and uh, has some damage mitigation he is a d uh, 10 endurance with die hard two, so that means he can try and flex two attacks see if he survives them from his uh, awesome training um but one of his most notable features is teammate with the bounty hunter um with teammate there that allows him to uh, models with this talent may ignore friendly uh Ignore friendly model type within one inch of the, the bandit when determining, or the bodyguard when determining line of sight. And they also gain plus one dice levels to morale and fear test when within one inch of this model. A model with this talent may fight in support contact with this model, even if uh, they don't have a weapon with standoff. So basically, him and the um, bodyguard can do this kind of like dancing back-to-back -back thing, if you will, where it's very thematic and they're able to attack each other's person and kind of like duck this way, dodge this way. You know, um, it's very awesome. And then in, in addition to that, you also get a benefit of your uh, morale test are bumped up. So they encourage each other as they're fighting along. Yep. And uh, Yeah. So and, I think that's really you, awesome. Yeah, and you put the house car up front because he's AV6. He's a tank. 
So you put him up front, and then the body, uh, the bounty hunter comes in behind him and has all sorts of kind of fun things to do, including uh, a something called subdue, where the opponent makes an endurance test, and they have to crit succeed the endurance test to not get any negative from subdue. It's a great talent. Now you pay for it. He's pretty pricey at 33 gold. but Yeah, and Huskarl's 30. But uh, with that, too, I was saying bodyguard. I meant bounty hunter. Yep. I was getting confused again earlier. But, um, yeah, they're just they're just an awesome little ragtag group in Blackthorn that you can kind of go and um, mess stuff up. So, um, Jeff, if I was looking into bandits of any kind, um, what might be some things that would... Um, you know that I'd like about them, some play styles, if you will, or some things. Yeah, this is so bandits can be played in a couple of different ways, and both are pretty good. Um, you can run the close combat, like hard hitting kind of group, where you bring the bodyguard. We didn't, we forgot to talk about her. Now I'm thinking about, it, but she's a D10 Mar, D10 great sword, so she's rolling that damage. Defense five, her big uh, with a parry two. Um, her big thing there is she has uh, active Protect defense, contain, oh, yeah. and protector. And so if you're running kind of the melee, one of the classic uh, things is to bring the bodyguard and bring the highwayman. Highwayman has an ability called power attack, so he can like really pummel people with his uh, thing, but it lowers his defense by two when he powers it, power attacks. So he gets two attacks with his two-ended staff, um, but he'll be more vulnerable. Well, he's not more vulnerable if the bodyguard is there protecting him. Uh, and so you can really pummel and kind of get rid of those pesky knights. You know. Um, they don't... They have a couple of ranged models that are really solid, but they, in my experience, don't really lend themselves towards a ranged combat list. Um, right, they can do it, but it's more of a flavor as an additional, like uh, the yeah. mercenary crossbowman, for instance. Um, you know, he's he's got precise shot, rapid reload, um, crossbow D eight, D twelve, RAR, so he can definitely shoot with the best of them. But um, you know, he's one of the, I think, one of the top ones in the free band. Yeah, it's him. It's that... between him and the. Poacher. Poacher, yeah. And he's probably a bit better because he holds up a little better in melee, and that precise shot allows him to uh, ignore two of the uh, half of the negative for shooting in a melee, essentially. So, yep. So you can you can do that. My uh, so my current free band is Blackthorn, and this is again for the campaign, so it's a little wonky with the campaign rules. But you got Blackthorn, uh, Housecarl, Bounty Guard illusionist i have an outlaw in there he is not doing well but that's all right i was planning on bringing in the mercenary crossbowman who is a sergeant for the outlaws but i haven't yet we'll see anyway uh so he's he's the outlaw is not doing famously but that's all right the, the rest of them are performing very well they're a really hard-hitting melee uh group um, that I've I've been enjoying quite a bit, but black when I played Black Rose, uh, the last time, Black Rose she has that sidestep ability. It's pretty cool. I brought Okavon, uh, the duelist, and so he has, you know, Blade Dancer. And one of my favorite abilities in the game is Elusive, 
It allows you to leave combat without provoking reaction attacks from one model with which you're engaged. So, actually, my favorite follower for the um, bandits is the thief. She's a D6 Mar, D6 uh, Long Knife. So not real good in melee. Like, just D6, D6 isn't very good. You're going to struggle there even against soft targets. Uh, however, she does have Find D8, which is, which is pretty solid. She has Thievery D6. I like that. Uh, infiltrate. So she can move up the battlefield before, uh, before the game begins. And then she also has Elusive, and all of that for only 9 gold. And so she's really cheap, um, and you can block charges, you can uh, do some really unique things with Elusive that I find really interesting and really enjoy. Yeah, and Jeff does them well. I think with that too, you know, with their play style, when we're talking about that a little bit, I think it's important to note that, um, you know, they don't have a lot of heavy armor, so if you're looking for like an attrition army, the these guys are probably not going to be your no. be- best choice. Though, They're really a finesse army. They can move, like you said, they can move around the battlefield. They can get out of combats and choose which ones they want to do, which is awesome. Um, the Failure Swordsman is a good uh, follower. I, he's my favorite follower for the faction. Um, he's just all around great for Hereldans, for them. Um, I don't like you know, him for this faction because there isn't a single model in the faction that he can make use of Squire. Yeah, that's true. So I don't, I don't actually like uh, the Failure Swordsman for the Bandits. I love that he's there, yeah. and I have three of him painted up for Black Rose. So <laughs> I use him. Yeah, I don't like him, but I have a ton. Of I, yeah, I don't. I just love the Failure Swordsman. It's a great sculpt, great model, um, and I've really enjoyed painting those up. And so I run them. They're really they they uh, form kind of a more tanky follower line because they have a five defense, which is pretty which is pretty good. Yeah, I I think too with bandits, you know, if you're just getting into the game, I think they are a wonderful faction to. Um, look at the finesse part of it can be a little bit challenging but uh, a lot of their models you can use and cross across a ton of different factions the huskar all can work for kazarik um, you can have the chakram headhunter work for chakram uh, you know if you pick up a um, failure swordsman like i mentioned he can work for um, a number of different almost, factions, yeah. almost any factions except Trezorite. Well, actually, he might. I don't. No, I don't he doesn't. Remember. It's uh, yeah, Herodel and Falcaren or Bandits, and then Thorminian, Thormelian, when they come out. And then the uh, the Bounty Guard is uh, a Simkish, and he's part of the Varkralin faction, which has yet to be released. So there's that. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, uh, mod, I guess, uh, now we'll talk about models that you might look for. We kind of did already. We touched on it, but, uh, if you're expanding from the starter set, what might you look for? First model I'm going to buy for Blackthorn is the bounty hunter. House Carl's already there. Boom. Bounty hunter. Either that, or you also have the bodyguard in that one. And so I'll buy the, uh, highwayman. If I'm going that, if I'm going that one, Rose is a bit 
different. I might do Poacher for Rose and get some... Uh, I might do the Poacher or the um, Sea Blade. Actually, I'd probably do the Sea Blade for Rose. Yeah, personally, I like the Poacher a lot, but the Sea Blade's pretty good, too. Um, that's another cross-faction model right there if you're looking at Mershael, but the uh, Sea Blade, uh, Parry, Dodge... Not Mershael, uh, it's sorry, uh, Falcarin. My bad, Falcarin, yeah. I think yeah. Sea Blade, I think... Marshall. Yeah, it's part uh, of the seafaring portion of Falcar. But sorry, what you're you're talking? I interrupted talking about the sea. No, blade. that's fine. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's just a great overall model. I think it's got a lot of mobility, um, and some good survivability. So it makes it a, a pretty good. The only thing is, if you're going for more of a range list, you know, the poacher might be kind of what you're looking for. Um over over the sea blade but uh sea blade i think definitely would be a nice finesse army you know for sure well she she includes uh elusive one uh faint which is which is pretty cool um i can't remember what it does i just remember before any attacks are made you can force an opposed melee attack roll on an enemy with which you are engaged. If you win, the enemy cannot parry or dodge your attacks this turn. You may force this test on X number of people per turn. So she can do that yeah. once. And then uh, she also has parry one with her D10. And dodge one with a D12 agility. And so she's... And then thievery D8, there it is. Yep, I think Leaper is a fun thing she has too. She can climb up or down from a height of three inches without a test, which can be a big deal in the game. Um, you know, she she's very mobile for being defense five, armor three, um, with thievery too. You know, she can get in the fight, get out of the fight if she has to, and survive, especially with um, all the you know defensive talents she has. And she's got accurate strike, so if she even against heavy armor. She can bring that down, AV6, AV7, down to a, uh, you know, a four with her accurate strike there. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, so you know, if you're looking to get into the faction, you know, first to kind of, kind of determine the route. The great thing about Freeblades is you can almost get any model and it will be good, you know. Yep. Um, but well, as Jeff was talking about earlier, you know, if you're kind of going more of a, a melee heavy, you know, consider getting the um, Highwayman, you know, you, that way you can uh, combine him with the Bodyguard and some other fun combos and he can, he, uh, you know, do some massive damage. The Bodyguard is great with Blackthorn too, um, has that protector. So, you know, you can protect your leader while he's in there, uh, getting his extra attacks in or anything like that. Uh, one thing to note too, is that they have access to a Bard. The Bard of Arlean. Um, and with Bards, they kind of function a little bit like casters, but instead of magic, they're using their Bard performance. Um, and they can bring some really interesting buff spells. Um, if you are looking for more of like a support, maybe one of the casters isn't, you know, supporty enough for you or doesn't do enough buffing, you can bring the Bard with you and they can do an excellent um, job with their performs. Um, and the Bard of the Arlen can know knows six songs as opposed to the other one that only knows three. And uh, you get to pick five of those songs and then roll randomly for the last one. So she's she's really solid. I had her in my last campaign list. 
Yeah, I mean, one of my favorite songs is the Song of Battle. Friendly models gain a plus one dice level to Mar and Rar. So all of a sudden, your D12 Black Rose, uh, D12 plus one goes to a D14 plus one if she's within nine inches of this bard. Which yeah, and that affects everyone awesome. within nine yes. inches. Yes. That's what's nice. Um, or if you're feeling like you want a little bit more resilience, you can do Song of Resilience. Um, friendly models gain Die Hard plus one. Um uh, that it can be useful depending on their endurance and stuff. For the bandits, maybe not so much, but you know, a song of guard might be a little bit better. Plus one defense and battler. Uh, so your defense five or sixes, or it's going way up there. Um, you know, even going from a five to a six can make a huge difference in defense. Yep. You got to be real careful with bandits. You don't have a lot of hit. You don't have a lot of uh, staying power, and so when you bring the bard, she's excellent. Just got to make sure you're using her properly. Have the right song to know yeah. when to use him. Yeah, and protect her. <laughs> you definitely want to protect her, definitely. Yep. I mean, she's protected, so, so with, it's yeah. easy. Well, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so with that, yeah, if you're looking at bandits, they're a great faction. Uh, they, they're definitely finesse, though. Uh, you have a lot of different ways that you can build them. Melee, some ranged, um, a lot of different tools. They're big toolkit army they have a lot of different things at their disposal i feel like yep um and you can uh, one great thing with the starter set and i don't know if we mentioned this but you can pick up the uh one faction starter set and then pick up the other and you have models for bandits and you can have an alternate leader and caster you can just swap out back and forth and um you know get some of those other models that you were missing that can work for the other bandit and know, rose or thorn yeah and you'll have two sculpts for black thorn if you do that so you can pick which one yeah. you like better yeah definitely with that too uh, i believe today's the last day but um dgs is doing a sale on their starter boxes right now is in that right it's uh any anytime you spend 40 dollars or more you get 25 percent off so that might be over by the time we get this published but uh that is going on right now um, you can also go down to Game On if you're in the Mount Pleasant, Michigan area. You can go head over to Game On and uh, pick up some a starter box there. Uh, it's thirty percent off this week, so that'll still be going. Yep. So it looks like tomorrow, the thirtieth of November, is when that sale ends at midnight. So uh, possibly you'll have a chance to still get on there and take advantage of that. DGS though does an awesome job. Uh, they usually do. Uh, maybe one or two big sales a year on um, mm -hmm. black Friday being one of them. I think they usually do one during the uh, festival, right? I can't remember the name of it, but the Phelan festival. Oh, they, they celebrate in Phelan. They celebrate the, uh, the changing of the seasons. And so, um, yeah. they usually do something during that time. I, you know, yep. uh, at least. Yeah. So, well, cool. Uh, with that, we will we'll leave you guys. Uh, hope you enjoyed the enjoyed the episode. Give it a like and share if you did. And uh, remember, if uh, if you're still listening, uh, or if you if you share the episodes two th or three, go ahead and tag us in those episodes so that we can make sure we get you into the drawing. Mid mid uh, mitten gaming uh, Facebook page. Tag us in it. 
Yeah. And with that, we'll be doing some more um, faction highlights. So if uh, you enjoyed this one, please like and share it. And um, definitely, if there's any faction you particularly want us to look at or uh, go over, uh, go ahead and pop it in the comments there. We'd love to, to start on that. We have a vast knowledge of factions. We were just talking about it. There's only probably one faction that we... Uh, we still have a good knowledge of, but we don't play between the two of us, but we know enough to at least get ourselves in trouble. So, <laughs> Yeah. All right. Have a good night, guys. Have a good night.